Amen. Oh, well, good morning, Shiloh. Oh, I love to praise his name. Do you love to praise his name? Oh, amen. Oh, let's give the Lord some praise today. The song says, I love to praise his holy name.
invite you to think with us for a few minutes from the subject in the form of a question. What does faith look like? What does faith look like? Faith is an important element in our maturing Christian walk. As individuals, we are saved by faith. As disciples, we walk by faith. And as the body of Christ, we are the household of faith. Wherever we are today in our walk with Christ is a direct result of the location and depth of our faith. A necessary part of our discipleship is that we mature in our walk with Christ. Our discipleship should result in a change in us, a change in our hearts, a change in our priorities, a change in our sensitivity toward the needs of hurting people. This comes when our faith in Christ becomes stronger than our reliance on things or people. I can't speak for everyone, but I can testify for myself that there is nothing more precious to me than my faith in Jesus. And that's the question that I want us to consider today. How strong is our faith in Jesus. Part of Paul's dying declaration to Timothy was about the strength of his faith. I know the one in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have delivered to him against that day. In times like these, we need to be sure of what we believe. In times like these, we need to have sound theological perspective. And sadly, many of us don't have biblically sound doctrinal perspective. It's evident in our conversation. For example, we say things that suggest that God is punitive, but God is not punitive. 
Both David and Paul agree that blessed are we that the Lord does not hold our sin against us. John the Baptist said of Jesus that he came to take away the sin of the world. And David adds that God has removed our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. So where does punitive come in? Our spiritual immaturity is evident in our social media postings. I am intrigued by how trite, how useless, and how inaccurate are the scriptural references on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They have replaced bumper stickers as the means of spreading misinformation about the gospel to the masses. Poor doctrine is evident in those things that draw us and those things that we stay away from. Poor doctrine is evident in how we handle our storms and how we handle others as they're going through their storms. Faith is fed by doctrinal Truth And where there is a paucity of truth, our faith suffers from spiritual malnutrition. In times like these, we need faith that is firmly rooted in who Jesus is and all that Jesus has said to us. We need a faith that will help us to make good choices and to respond well to the issues that confront us. And so the question again is, what does that faith look like? We get a glimpse of it in, in this text. Paul and Barnabas are on what we would come to know as Paul's first missionary journey. They were in the village of Lystra. And among those present while Paul was preaching was a man who was congenitally crippled. He had never enjoyed the ability to stand on the strength of his own legs. All he could do was sit where he was placed. A casual reading of this passage might cause us to think about Peter and John's encounter with a lame man at the beautiful gate of the temple in Acts chapter 3. But there's a major difference in these accounts. In Acts 3, the man wasn't looking for what he received. The text says that he was looking for money. It seems evident that he had accepted the reality of his situation to his way of thinking. No one has been able to help me in the past, so why should I hold out any hope for anyone to help me in the future? The Acts 3 man was faith challenged. And my brothers and sisters, a lot of us are faith challenged. We have difficulty in moving beyond what we can see. For those people, life has been a certain way for a long time, and they have no expectation that anything is going to change for the better. But those who are faith challenged depend on the wrong thing. They put more stock in what they think they know rather than who they can come to know. But in contrast to the Acts 3 case, here we are told that as Paul preached the gospel in Lystra, this congenitally crippled man was listening intently 
to what Paul was saying. And somehow, this man gathered Paul's attention. As Paul looked at him, something in Paul's spirit told him that this man had faith to be healed. Paul saw that he was ripe for God's work, ready to believe. Rightness speaks to the quality of the faith the man was exhibiting. When Paul saw faith come alive in this man's heart, he responded to that faith by doing something that changed his situation. My brothers and sisters know this. Faith is not quantitative. Faith is qualitative. Faith's power is not determined by how much of it we have, but by where we have placed it. And that's why my faith is in Jesus. I have faith that he's able to bring healing to our situation. We are confronted with serious health concerns, serious economic concerns, serious political concerns, serious social concerns. Storm clouds are hanging low over our heads, but faith in Jesus encourages us to believe that something good is going to happen. Our faith assures us that God will make a way somehow. What does faith look like? First, faith in Jesus gets our attention. This man listened intently to Paul as he preached about Jesus. When Paul fixed his eyes on him, everything else went out of focus except what he perceived in this man's eyes. Paul saw in this man expectancy and enthusiasm. Paul saw a man who could not run but was running in his spirit. Paul saw in this man someone who believed that any deficiency that he had on the outside could be rectified by making a change on the inside. Oh, my brothers and sisters, faith in Jesus ought to get somebody's attention. Faith in Jesus ought to cause people to see a different countenance. That's why the old folk used to say, I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. The hymn writer put it this way, what a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have peace for my soul for which long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart. And that peace will get folks' attention. Your calm in the midst of a storm will cause folk to fix their eyes on you. If we're going to make a difference for Jesus in the world, then the world needs to see a faith-filled church that will cause them to fix their eyes on us. What does faith look like? Faith in Jesus moves us into new boundaries. 
When Paul looked into this man's eyes, he saw someone who was ready to move into new places that only faith can provide for us. And if we're going to present a faith to the world that they can see, then we must move beyond the boundaries that we have accepted for ourselves, and we must step into the uncharted territory that Christ has for us. If we are to present a faith that the world can see, then we have to expand our perimeter, move beyond our comfort zones, and start to think and live on a different spiritual plane. The Bible contains countless examples of God daring people to live on another plane. God spoke to Noah and told him to build a ship on dry ground. God spoke to Abraham and told him to go to a land that he would show him. God spoke to Moses and dared him to face certain death in Egypt in order to do his will. God spoke to Rahab to protect the spies from the king of Jericho. God spoke to Joshua to bring down the walls of Jericho and said, just march around and then shout. God told Deborah to organize an army to fight against the Canaanites. God told Gideon to attack the enemy with an army that couldn't possibly win on its own. God told David to fight a warrior with just a sling and a stone. Jesus told Philip to bring him two fish and five loaves of bread and watch him feed thousands over and over and over again. God looks for a faith that will permit us to move into new spiritual territory. When we limit ourselves, we limit his ability to work in us and work through us. Faith in Jesus knows that what we see is not all there is. Faith in Jesus knows that what we are presently is not all that we will be. Faith that people can see gives us confidence that God will bring down walls and break down barriers. What does faith look like? Faith in Jesus believes that God is able. As Paul looked into this man's eyes, he saw a conviction in his heart that said, this Jesus is able to do what no other power can do. This man heard Paul preach about how Jesus gave sight to the blind and healed lepers' sores. He heard Paul preach about how Jesus had healed a man who had been crippled for 38 years. And this man said, if he could do it for him, then he can do it for me. Oh, church, if we're to have a faith that people can see, then we have to believe that what Jesus has done for others, he can also do for us. The world can't be helped by a church that puts limits on God, but a faith-filled church doesn't just believe that God can, but a faith-filled church knows that God will. God will make a way out of no way. God will 
open doors for us that are closed against us. God will move mountains. God will make rough places plain. God will make crooked places straight. God will cause the midnight to become noonday. Faith has no doubt that what God did for others, he can also do for us. One final thing I want to say, what does faith in Jesus look like? It generates a response. Paul looked at this man and, and saw the measure of his faith, and, and his faith got Paul's attention. His faith moved him beyond the boundaries that once limited him. His faith caused him to believe that God could do something for him, and Paul was moved by what he saw, and he responded to this man's faith by providing for his need. Under the auspices and the authority of the Holy Spirit, Paul spoke to this man and said, stand up on your feet and all of a sudden strength got into this man's legs for the first time he was able to walk in a few minutes he was able to run in a few minutes he was able to jump and all the time I can just hear him shouting saying praise you praise you praise you praise you let me ask you something do you have a faith that will cause you to run do you have a faith that will cause you to shout? Do you have a faith that will cause you to jump? Do you have a faith that will cause you to sing? Praise him. 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 From the rising of the sun, to the going down of the same. I've lived long enough now to know where to put my praise. I used to try to put my praise in folk, but folk ain't worth my praise. I tried to put my praise in conditions, but conditions will flip on you in just a minute. I used to try to praise myself, but I figured out there ain't nothing to me. But there is one place where I can put my praise, and I know it's in the right place. My praise is in Jesus, heart fixer, Jesus, burden bearer, Jesus, mind regulator, Jesus, door opener, Jesus, bread in a starving land, water in dry places, Jesus, 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 Jesus! Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, creatures here below. Praise him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I thank God that he has allowed me to have a faith that others can see. I don't want folk to see me. I don't want folk to hear me. I want them to see Jesus 
When they see me, I want them to see Jesus. When they hear me, I want them to hear Jesus. When they watch me, I want them to observe love without limit and without restriction. Lord, I want you to transform my life. Lord God, we thank you for faith that others can see. We thank you for a faith that moves us beyond artificial boundaries. We thank you for a faith that tells us that what you've done for others, you can do for us. And we would respond to that faith by putting our lives in your hands. Bless this simple word which has gone forth. May it be a help to those who have heard. Now to God, we open the doors of your church. If there's someone here who does not know you in the pardon of their sin, we pray that something that has been said or done would touch their hearts and cause them to give their lives to you. In the name of your son, Jesus, we ask it all. Amen. Precious Jesus.